morning hope, walking in the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Giving hope, walking in the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching light, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please, we are declared victory. Thank you. 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another. Well, good morning, good morning, great morning. It's Reverend E.K., and I'm checking in, and I'd love you to check in and tap in. If anybody is on the call, welcome to Declaring Victory. This is the day the Lord has made. We should be glad and rejoice in it. Anybody on the line? Good morning, this is Sister Sabrina. Top of the morning, declare victory in Reverend EKG. Happy Friday. Yeah. <laughs> EKG, I love it. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Mm. Ah, good morning, good morning, good morning, God morning, great morning. Truly, this is the day. Yep, this is the day. He did it just for you. He did it just for me. Hallelujah. And I'm going to make some progress in it. I'm going to make some steps, some bold moves in it. I'm going to, yeah, stand toe-to-toe with Satan this morning. Hallelujah. Hey, morning. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Amen. 
God truly is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Hallelujah. Especially on a good day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Good morning. Hey, I want to welcome you to Declaring Victory. Uh, I am Reverend E.K. I'm your host. And it's Friday. Friday is traditionally Men's Day. Friday is also what we like to say is Favorite Friday. Uh, it's a blessed Friday, but any day above ground and any day with Jesus is a blessed day. Amen. And we are excited about what God is going to do through the power of prayer uh, and conversation with Jesus Christ. I'm excited about what God is going to do. Uh, will you chime in and check in uh, this morning and let us know who is on the line with me? Hey, Brother E.K., Moxie is on the line with you. Hey, good morning. Yeah. Happy Friday, everybody. Yeah. On the line. God is so good. Amen. I love when y'all come in positive and strong. You sound good and strong and excited about the day. I love it. I love it. Hey, I I refuse. I refuse. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I woke up knowing that he got plans for me. You know what I'm saying? To work my to work it out for my good. Hey, what I refuse to be sitting up here sad about it, regardless to the pain I'm in or whatever. You feel me? So God That's is it. good. That's it. I love it. Hey, hey, EK. Let me get in the choir line. Come on down. Come, Come on down. On. Happy Saturday Friday. Yes, I am glad about it. This is the day. Hallelujah. Mercy. New mercy. Oh, my God. And his love, very, very merit, merited favor. Yes. Thank you for your grace, Lord. Happy Friday. Declare victory. Let's do it. Yeah. Y'all come on in here. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. Let come everything on. Come have on in. Breath. Come on. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. You woke up this morning. That's you it. better have a hallelujah in you because it's his breath in your body this morning. Hallelujah. Love you, yeah. Reverend E.K. It was so there good to is. hug you last week. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody didn't wake up. Come on now. If you woke up on the wrong side of bed, be come, glad you woke come up, on. period. Come on, declare. Come on in here. Good morning, it's sunshine. Don't Come on, sunshine. sunshine. Good morning. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Friday. God bless everyone on the call. Hey, hey. There it is. Hey, hey. Come on. Y'all keep coming in. Sounding mighty good. Good morning. Hallelujah. Good morning. This is Kevin. Come on, Brother Kevin. Good morning. Glad to Jesus, hear you sound. Jesus, Jesus. Good, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Hallelujah. Come on. How you doing? How you doing? Good to hear your voice, my brother. Glad you're here. Good to hear your call, brother, too. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This oh, is, God, we praise. Brother EK, I'm going to go on mute. Let me tell you how I'm sitting here like I'm playing double dutch. Like I'm going to go back in. Like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I, I was like, why you rocking? I'm sitting here rocking like I'm going to jump in to the double dutch. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. We and the Lord that stirred the water this morning. Come on, jump on in. That's it. Woke up this morning with my mind. Yeah. on Jesus. Woke up this morning with my mind. Stay on Jesus. Hallelujah. Good morning, everybody. Hey, man, who was that? That was a treat. Come on. 
Good morning. It's Elandra. Good morning, everybody. Come on, Elandra. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. I always love stop the at the wrong part. Go on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, well, yeah. Why y'all stop? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I was going to let Dee Dee finish that part. I, you know, it's always her solo. I, I love like, you. Know, I, 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 I fall back. Yeah, you gonna stop and mess with my anointing? Hallelujah! Yeah. If if my brother Lavelle was on the line, he would say the same. He would fall back because he knows that Didi is anointed. Amen. Good morning. God morning. Great morning. It's Reverend E K. Come on in here this morning. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Good morning. This is Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Good morning. I was wondering where you were. Good to hear you. <laughs> Good to hear you, too. Yeah. Good morning. Welcome, welcome. This is Camille. Hey, Camille. Good morning. God morning. Great morning. Good to hear you. Great morning. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Good morning. This is D2. Didi gone and hit something. You can sing this morning. It's Friday. <laughs> Woo! Dee Day on you this morning. Hallelujah. Ah, good morning, God morning, great morning, declaring victory. This is truly the day that the Lord has made. They didn't already set this place on fire. Come on in and welcome the people. Let us know who's on the line. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, all my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I got him in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Anybody else want to say good morning before we get started? Amen, amen, amen. Well, I have just a uh, a word of uh, personal privilege. I was so glad to be able to see so many of you at the homegoing service, uh, at the retirement party. And I just wanted to say that, that you were, that was, friendship is a church I belong to and gone to all my life. And it was just so good to have a warm embrace and a warm hug uh, and to see so many of you serving in your gifts. And I appreciate each and every one of you that, that I got a chance to speak to and see, see in, in, in uh, eyeball to eyeball. Amen. Uh, it's time to go ahead and get started. So, um, I am Reverend E.K. Dawson, and I am your host. And before we move forward, I want to ask everybody to mute your line so that we can go ahead and proceed. Uh, again, hello, I'm E.K., Reverend E.K. Dawson. I am your host, and I want to thank you for joining us on Declaring Victory. And we are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, to edify and to empower, to encourage, and to equip you in your walk with Christ and to make sure that you join us in the month of February where our monthly theme is Surrender. Each declarer will be focusing on the process, the necessity, and the value of a surrendered lifestyle and its impact of the kingdom, of the advancement of the kingdom of God. And make sure that you invite uh, someone so that they could be blessed. And I, I keep hearing different and new voices. So yes, please make sure you invite somebody. Uh, somebody else needs this. If, if this has been a lifeline, if this has been a blessing, come on, invite somebody else so they can get some of this uh, goodness as, as well. Stay tuned for the next episode of Friday Night Live uh, with Sister Dee Dee Felder. 
uh, and she will notify us and announce when our next gathering will be so you are sure to be blessed for Friday Night Live. Amen? Amen. Uh, checking the, the app and the prayer request. Uh, and so prayer and corporate praise will be brought by myself, Reverend E.K., and the declaration by our own very capable brother, Jonathan. And then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. Amen. So prayer and corporate praise, uh, your servant, E.K. Dawson, and the declaration brought by brother Jonathan. Amen. The scripture for today is Matthew 16 and 24. Then Jesus said, to his disciples, whosoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and to take up their cross and follow me. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and the doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off, and now we will go to God in prayer. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. We praise you. We praise you, O oh God. Hallelujah. We bless the mighty name of God. We bless the high name of God. God, we love you. We adore you. Oh, God, thank you. Father, we come this morning. First of all, we want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you, we made the wake up listen, that you touched us with your finger of love. Father God, and we thank you that that was our call to worship. That was our call to, to worship you in spirit and in truth, Lord God. That was our call that you push the button and reset our lives one more time, Lord God, so that we can get it right. One more time, Lord God, so that we can inhale uh, the breath of Jehovah Jireh, Lord God, knowing that you would provide, that you are our everything. Father God, we thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for the spirit that exists on this call this morning, Lord God. They came in fired up, and they came in with the joy of you, Lord, our Lord. The joy of the Lord truly is our strength, Father God, and we thank you for the joy of the Lord. We bless your name, God. God, we ask now and we speak for strength, Lord God, strength for uh, uh, Dion and their family and those that were connected, Lord God. We speak for strength for those that are going through their own personal situations, Lord God, those that are going through their own trials, their own tribulations, Lord God. You be our strength, Lord God, because sometimes, as we say in the hymn, I am weak, but thou art mighty, Lord God, and we need you to hold our hands while we walk this out, while we walk this race, while we run this race, Lord God. God, be our everything as you have been in days past, Lord God. And then morning by morning, new mercies we see. We thank you for your mercy and your grace that chase us down. We thank you for the blessings that follow us every day. We truly are blessed, and we thank you. We give you glory for your blessings. The blessings that we see are new every morning, and they are, yeah, amen. We thank you, God. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you honor, Lord. Lord, thank you for every man that, that is on this call. It's men's day. Bless my brothers, Lord God. Bless the struggles, the trials. We, we, we come against stress. We come against worry, Lord God. We come uh, and now ask, Lord God, even in this Lenten season, Lord God, while we're giving things up and we're examining ourselves, Lord God, that we look inward and we look Godward, Lord God, for you to continue to guide us and direct us, Lord God, and that we would follow your will. We would follow your way. We would follow your direction. We would follow your Holy Spirit. We would follow you blindly, Lord God, just as he said to his disciples, take up your cross and follow you, Lord God. Teach us to take up our cross, Father God. Teach us your ways, Lord God. 
that we would love with your heart, Lord God, that we would think with your mind, Lord God, that we would move, in, ah, Lord God, and that the gifts of the Spirit would be released in our lives, the fruits of the Spirit would be released in our lives, Father God. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for all those that are that have been declarers and that are declarers and that are you are grooming. We thank you for all those that are hosts and, and do everything behind the scenes, the scheduling for declaring victory, uh, uh, the navigating behind the scenes, Lord God, the fill-ins, the substitutes, uh, those that are preparing to bring the word. We thank you for each and every one of us, Lord God. Father, we thank you now that you would just Continue to do great things, Lord God. We claim it in Jesus' name that you will continue to do great things in our lives as you prepare our people for greatness. Now, God, today we come, Lord God, and we ask blessings on our schools, uh, spirit of protection on our young people, Lord God, in our colleges, in our home schools, Lord God, in our charter schools, uh, whatever city, wherever in the United States or where internationally that they are, Lord God, be a blessing. Dispatch angels to be by our young people, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for that, that, that you see us and that you validate us and that we are everything in you. It's in you that we live and that we move and that we have our very being, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you for our pastors. We thank you for our, our churches, Lord God. We thank you for our growth. And we thank you, Lord God, that we are going to continue to do great things, Lord God, for the cause of Calvary, for the cause of you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. And for somebody today that might be trying to give up, no need to give up because inside of you is greatness, Lord God, and that you deposit it in uh, someone's spirit today that they are great. And, and because of you, you are great and greatly to be praised and they are great. No need to give up. No need to hold your head down. No need to be discouraged because inside of God, God is actually great. And he's living, breathing, and moving inside of us. So activate whatever it is that they need to be activated in Jesus' name. Now we're going to come together as one sound, and we are going to corporately give your name praise and give your name glory. Come on, declaring victory. Take your phones off mute, and let's praise the Lord together in unity glory and in strength God. and in power. Let's Hallelujah. Give it, let's give we the thank praise. you right now, Father God, God, for all that let's you hear are you, doing. Lord. Let's hear you. Let's hear you. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you in the name of Jesus. You are Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus.
to take the exam again. And there ought to be something different about your answers this time than when you've missed the answers the last time. He shows us in this text that the answer is still the same in every question that you have. And it's only one answer, and that's Jesus Christ. But the problem is that when he gives us these exams, we've already decided how we're going to rearrange the answers to suggest that there's some other source that can literally handle our situation. But you know, I'm 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 I've parked my garbage truck uh to declare this today, but I'm glad that he shows us in this text that there are times that he be he'll be testing us, but the test is to see whether uh where we are because the text says that it's already made up in his mind the outcome. And so I don't know about y'all, but that ought to be good news to you that no matter what you're embracing, no matter what your exam may be, you need to understand today that his mind is already made up. So that means that I'm just going to go through through a process. And, and when you read this particular text, you, you really understand the book of John. John, his gospel is very selective in his presentation because he really omits all the events in the life of Jesus that really didn't aid him and fulfilling his purpose. And I think I need to stop long enough and talking about John's contextual book to suggest to you that sometimes we keep too many things around us that's not helping us get to where we need to be. And at least John suggests that if it did not aid Jesus in getting where he was going, then John omitted what he had to say. And this story is found really in all four Gospels, but the main thrust of each account of this particular text of this particular story is that little becomes much when Jesus gets in it. I don't know who you are this morning. Maybe you're struggling with some subtractions in your life. Maybe, I don't know, you you don't have enough right now. Maybe the demand is greater than the supply, but, but, but I, I, I'm declaring this morning because as you surrender, he's just testing you. Because, because w whenever the Lord gets in it, he has a way of multiplying our resources because he's the source. And I need to say this parenthetically that there's a difference between resources and source. Uh, uh, resources and source. Uh, the term re is a Latin prefix, which means over and again. Your, 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 your resources, your source done over and again. Let, let me ask you a question. Is, is, is there anybody on the line uh, you counted on somebody and they didn't come through? Is there anybody on the line that you were depending on somebody and they didn't come through? You you were depending on them to make the bill and they didn't come through? Well, the problem was they were your resource, but instead of seeing them as your resource, you saw them as your source. And so I want to say this, that your resource might run out, but you got to remember that God is always your source. And at the time of this text, he shows us that Philip suggests that if we're going to survive this moment, he suggests that we need to buy our way out. Andrew says we need to borrow our way out. And sometimes life is reduced to buying and borrowing. But John suggests to us that if we're going to come out, your answer is not buying more bread, it's not borrowing bread, but it's finding the Jesus who can bless the bread. Because somebody here on the line knows that he specializes in blessing shortages because there have been times when our bills have been great at the first of the month, our, our money was low. At the first of the month, we spent all at the first of the month, but he stretched our substance because he wants to show us that he don't have to give us an abundance to get you through because every time you trust me, every time you look into your barrel, you may not see nothing there, but if my hand is on it, God is saying my hand is enough. And I'm just trying to find a few people on the line today that can suggest that his hand is enough.
But when your hand is in the way, when your mind is in the way, when your methods are in the way, then he says, I've got to examine you to see if you really know what I'm trying to do. Because he's asking you a question to see out of all you've gone through, out of all you've faced, out of everything that you've come through, do you finally surrender and know who the answer is? And so, child of God, since it's only a test, I think I'll give you three movements and then I'll go on and close and get back to my garbage route. First of all, uh, the text shows us that in verse five is that, that watch this, he, he's the answer simply because when you look at the knowledge of what he has, first of all, it shows us in verse five that he sensed a surfacing situation. Don't miss that. He sensed a surfacing situation because when you read the text, Jesus saw it coming before it got there. And what ought to encourage you this morning is that no matter what your exam is, it's never an emergency for him because before it gets there, he's already on the case. And so I'm declaring to somebody because you've been depressed because stuff has been sneaking up on you. You're stressed out because some stuff hit you and you didn't see it coming. But can I suggest to you that it didn't get, it didn't get past the Lord because he saw it coming? Okay, you missed it. Verse five, he says, he says, he, he looks at Philip and, 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 and he, 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 he saw the crowd coming. He says, Philip, when they get here, it's going to be a big problem. And I just want to know, Philip, do you know how to handle it? The problem hadn't shown up yet, but he asked Philip, what are we going to do when the problem gets here? And my brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm trying to suggest to you that job loss, it just didn't happen. He saw it coming. That trouble in your home, he saw it coming. Trouble in that relationship, he saw it coming. Trouble in your car, he saw it coming. He just wants to make sure that when you give the exam, when, you, when, when, he give, when, when, when I give you the exam, you turn the exam back over to him. Come here, Job, because Job will tell you in Job chapter one, he said, naked I came out of my mother's womb, naked I shall return. He said, when I checked in, I was bankrupt, and the Lord blessed me. When I check out, I'm going to be bankrupt, and the Lord's still going to bless me. He said, but I may not have nothing in my hand, but in my pocket, or in my pocket, but in my flesh, I'm going to see God. So what I'm saying is whatever happens in your life, as long as you surrender God, when you, when, you can, when you can get a clear view of the master, he allows you to have the ability to stay on top of the situations. And though you're struggling with what's happening in your life right now, the good news of the gospel is anything that happens, you got to make sure that you recognize it has to bypass your savior, savior first. And if he permits it in your life, that meant that he's got something he's getting, getting ready to show you that he didn't show you before you went through what you were going to go through right now. So, so, so I'm just wondering if somebody right where you are can just, just even begin to praise him that when this thing is over, I'm going to have more. I'm, 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 I'm going to be more. I'm going to accomplish more, but I've got to get tested first because I got to learn how to surrender. Now he says, he says this. And, 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 and EK, this is why I have a problem because it looks like he's seeking a solution. This is what I struggle with in this text with because it looks like the savior is seeking a solution. Because when you look at the text, watch this because the answer is asking the question, Philip, what are we going to do? Now, he asked Philip this because Philip is from Bethsaida, and this is fish country, and he knew the surroundings of the area, but, but there comes a time when the text tailors the truth for us today that when you're in a storm, sometimes he'll let the familiar become unfamiliar. 
Because some of us, we, we want to rely on our past accomplishments and we'll stop trusting him because we feel that we can do what we've always done. And so the Lord's lesson for us today is that when you're in a struggle, he says, I commit some situations in your life to where you may have been strong five years ago, but you're not that strong right now. You may have had the answer then, but I got to show you some new stuff right now. And I'm wondering if there's anybody on the line, he's been testing you like that. You've been going through some situations in your life. You've had some trials in your life. You, 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 you've had some tribulations where he's been testing and trying you, but you can't just rest on what you did then. He says right now, you still got to understand to don't lock me in where I was. He said, there's so much more of me for you to experience. And sometimes in your life, child of God, he lets what you know don't work. Oh, yeah. I've been there. You've been there, too. So where stuff that I knew how to figure out, I knew the solution, but he said, go ahead and try it, Mr. Jones. But Mr. Jones had to come back and tell him, Lord, it didn't work this time. He said, I know it because sometimes we get too relaxed and life is about making adjustments day by day. And just because he was bread for you yesterday, he wants to be more than bread for you today. Just because he healed you yesterday, he wants to be more than your healing today. So God is saying, don't lock me in. Philip, Philip says, listen, Jesus, if we give up 200 denaro, which literally is an annual wage, and sometimes, child of God, the lesson is sometimes when you're taking the exam, he says, I don't want just a little, but I want you to give it all. But somebody said, uh, uh, Rem Jones, I, 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 I was with you until you said give it all. I mean, I mean, you was doing pretty good in this declaration until you said give it all. Here, here's my problem, Pastor Jones. Why am I going to give it all? The Lord won't take my last. But yes, he will, because it's his intentions to make your last longer. You see, sometimes you got to learn how to shout with a little. He says, listen, I got you covered. I've got you surrounded. All you got to do is just keep on surrendering and trusting me because it looks like he has a strategy here. He asked Philip, he says, Philip, what are we going to do? And Philip says, listen, now, now, now you see the crowd. Now, now, what are we going to do? He says, he says, now, Philip, let me answer the question for you. While you're struggling with the question of your life experiences, you're looking at the answer. He says, he says this, he said to prove him. And that word prove in the Greek means to try or not uh, a thing that can be done. But the term that I like about it is it literally means how are you going to behave yourself in a bad situation. And y'all, that's where I want to park for a minute because he's trying to suggest to you, yeah, you shout in church, but I want to know, can you shout in a storm? Yeah, you shout when all, when, when you got it all together, but I want to see if you can shout when your life is falling apart. He says, yeah, your hands are lifted up and giving him praise when you got something in your pocket, when you got something in your refrigerator, but I want to know, can you shout on empty? You ought to touch yourself right now and say, it's only a test. And that word literally means to see what you think. It means to see how you're going to behave. And most of us don't miss this. We don't flunk the belief test. We flunk the behavior test. Because when some people go through, they don't feel like having church. When some people uh, are going through, they don't feel like going to church. When some people go to through, go through, it's easy to fold their arms and cross their legs and say, not today, Rev, my bills are due. Not today, Rev, uh, I, I got stuff going on in my life. I don't feel like having no church. But, the, but, but, but that's the time when you're tested the most is the time when you ought to trust God the most. And you ought to try him the most and you ought to shout the most because he says, I'm not just challenging your belief. I want to challenge your behavior, your surrender, because some people say they believe, but they don't behave like they believe.
He's just testing you. But then I had to ask myself a question. What is he trying me? And the text shows me he's trying you when you don't have nothing. He tries you when somebody else got it and I don't have it. You see, the key of the matter is there was a lad here that had a lunch. And sometimes when we look at the lad and what I see about the lad is that most of us will look at the lad and say, you shouldn't have that. That's where I ought to be. And sometimes your life will get messed up because you think you ought to be in a certain place. You ought to have a certain thing. You ought to have a certain position. And the Lord says, no, don't dare get upset with me because of where I got you. Now, don't you look down your nose at the lad. Sometimes he's just trying you when somebody else that's beneath you got what you think you ought to have. And if you can ever get past the point to stop looking at people and start talking about what they don't deserve and what they shouldn't have and where they shouldn't stay and what they shouldn't drive and what they shouldn't wear and just start celebrating what God is doing in their life, God said, yeah, that's the behavior I'm looking for. Because when you can praise God, when he's blessing somebody else beneath you, he says, I know I can trust you to give me some praises when I bless you and place you where I want you to be. And I'm wondering, is there anybody on the line that can just praise God and just think about some people that looks like they're beneath you and praise God for what he's doing in your life? Yo, listen, I thank God you got the promotion. I thank God you got the job. I thank God you got the house, baby. I thank God you got the car. Because when God gets through giving you everything you need, need, the line just got shorter. And I'm wondering, is there anybody on the line that knows that he's moving me closer? He's moving me closer. I, I tell people all the time, listen, don't change on me now. Don't start acting funny on me now. Don't start talking about me now because you don't know what's going to be at the other end of this exam. You don't know what I'm going to be when this exam is over. And so it's best you hang around while the storm is raging. Y'all, he's testing you when everybody else got theirs and you're still in the waiting room. He tests you when everybody else gets their name called and it looks like the people behind the desk are playing favoritism because you've been sitting there longer than somebody that just walked in and it looks like they got seen before you. He says, I know it. I'm just testing your behavior. But can I suggest to you today, and, and I got to run on, the second point, uh, when, when you don't have nothing, it's putting you in miracle status because it shows me that he's got more power than I thought he had because sometimes he blesses with nothing. Sometimes he blesses with a little. But my cue to shout today is at least he left me something in the crowd for me to survive. You missed it? Okay, here it is. Because most times you cry about what you lost, but you really ought to be celebrating about what you got left. Still don't have it? You're upset with your losses, but you ought to thank God that he left you something in your house, in your life, that's going to help you survive until he decides that he's going to turn this thing around. Yeah, I said you ought to thank God today for the stuff that he left you in your life because he could have left you on zero, but he said, no, I ain't going to put you on zero in totality, but I'm going to put you on point one zero. And is there anybody here that can give God praise because he could have took it all, but he left you something? I'm blessing God today because he left some stuff in my life that's going to get me through this tight spot, that's going to get me through this tight moment, that's going to get me through the rest of the month. I'm shouting because of what I got left in my life. There's something in our house, and I wish I had time to call that widow woman that had uh, two sons left, and the prophet said, what do you have in your house? She said, all I got is some joy. He said, that's enough to get you where you need to be. Wow. Wow. I, and, and so when you look back over your life at the circumstances that, that you've been in when you failed the behavior test, 
because you were looking at the wrong side of the picture. You were looking at what you were losing for the moment. And God says, I was so much God and I used so much grace. I was so good to you until I didn't take it all, but I left you something left. Wow. And for somebody that's going through a dark night of the soul, what F. Scott Fitzgerald calls the dark, dark night of the soul, there's something in your life that he left you. There's something in your heart that he left you. There's something in your house that he left you. There's something on your job he left you. You don't see it, but he said, I know it's there. And I'm not going to make it available until you need it. Y'all don't have it? He asked Philip, what are we going to do? And then he tested him because of his surrender. And then he opened his eyes to let him know that there's a lad here. Andrew, bring him up. And today, I don't know what your lad represents, but your lad got just enough for you. And that's why you got to be careful how you treat people because that could be your lad. Be careful how you cuss folk out. That could be your lad. Be careful how you misuse people because that person can be your lad. That person can be uh, the person that God says, I got them assigned to you and they're going to take you to the next level. I got what they need to bless you. And can I suggest to you that your greatest blessing does not come from your family, your friends, but your greatest blessings are gonna come from your enemies. Ah, your greatest blessing will come from those who don't like you and who can't stand you. And you know why? Because he said, I'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. The table ain't going to come until your enemies show up. So when you don't like me or can't stand me, baby, I appreciate you. Because it lets me know if I behave right with you, you're going to usher me somewhere to where I wouldn't be able to be uh, or able to get if it wasn't for you and your attitude. Come here, Jesus. He says, I knew Judas was a devil before Judas knew he was a devil. So when we were sitting down, I went on and told Judas, go ahead and do what you're going to do. What's in your heart to do? I'm waiting on you. Go ahead and kiss me. Speed it up. Because after the kiss and in your life, you need some devils. And all of them I don't need to rebuke. Some of them are just helping me readjust because if it wasn't for the devils in my life, I wouldn't know what's what's in me. And if I don't know what's in me, it's going to keep me from getting where I need to be. And so the devils are going to pull what's wrong out of me so the right stuff can finally come through. And then I'll get to where God wants me to be because it's a behavior test. And so the second thing I need to tell y'all, verse 7, it was a severe shortage. Here it is. Here it is. You need to understand Philip said 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient enough. One, one, one of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there's a lad here which has five barley loaves, two fish. And now, now, now you got to understand this as I close. You, 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 you got to underline the word barley loaves because that was a poor man's fare. That was a, a, a poor man's bread. That was bad bread. So the point of the text, Jesus can take what's bad, flip it around, put his signature on it, and use what was bad to turn it around and make it better and bless me with it. All right, come here, Joseph. What? Joseph said, my brothers intended to kill me. I went through years of crazy stuff, but fast forward to the end of my journey. He said, they meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. You got to understand that sometime, here's my point. I'm wrapping it up. Sometimes when you're going through, you think that you're the only one going through, but there's a similar sufferer that sits next to you every Sunday. And you need to understand there's not just a sufferer beside you, but there's a story beside you. And while most people only look at the cover, sometimes you have to open up the pages and then you'll understand them better. If you just take time and read some of the chapters in my book, 
you ought to tell them, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and let you know that some of them were a little emotional. Some of them were devastating. Some of them were life-threatening. But I've had ups and downs. But the good news is he keeps on writing new chapters in my life. The good news is he didn't let me die a sufferer. And here's the last thing, because of a severe shortage, what affects you could also affect somebody else. But here's the last thing. He didn't let them die of starvation because he said, I got a lad who gives up his lunch. I mean, I wish I could talk about uh, the lad giving it up, but I'm, I'm going to rush on. Because lads can be stubborn. But thank God the lad knew that, his, that, 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 that this was his last, but he says, I'm going to give it to Jesus. He surrendered. And I at least need to say to somebody uh, that, that, that you at least ought to have some lad faith. Because you got to understand, his mother baked the bread and bagged the bread. The lad brought the bread. The disciples borrowed the bread. But Jesus was going to bless the bread, which is to suggest, as I close, you need to understand that sometimes he won't do it until you run out of hands. Because sometimes you still got too many hands still in the way. And so he says, I'm going to wait until your situation stops changing uh, to this hand and this hand, because this moment you're tweeting about it. The next moment, you all on Facebook about it. The next moment, you're asking people who don't even go to church. You're asking them what they think. The next moment, you're in the break room at work talking about it. He said, no, that's too many hands. He said, I'm going to take it and bless it. And when you finally get, get the problem and let go from your hands to my hands, he said, get those other hands out of the way. How do you know? Verse 10, he says, I'm going to sovereignly satisfy the situation. And what that literally means is he does it the way he wants to do it when you surrender. When he, when, when he wants to do it, how he wants to do it without restriction or without any outside powers that can veto or say uh, yes to what he wants to do. He's, he's sovereign. How do you know he's sovereign? Here it is. How does he satisfy? He satisfied, number one, he says, if I'm going to fix it, and if you're going to pass this test, he says, what I want you to know, I've got to reposition you. Because listen at what he says in verse 10. He says, all I need you to do is just make him sit down. He says that if you're going to pass the test, you've got to learn how to sit down and watch me work. Now, I had to ask the Lord, why do you want them to sit down? He said, because I need them to know when they pass the exam, I need them to know who brought them out. I said, why is that important? He said, look at life. He said, Mr. Jones, look back over your past. I said, all right. He said, what do you see? I said, well, I really didn't see a whole lot. He said, look back over the time when you needed something and folks helped you out, but they didn't let you forget it. They always reminded you, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have been this. You wouldn't have done that. You know, if it wasn't for me, you, you know, I'm the one that gave you a few dollars. The Lord said, no, you see, when I bring you out, I ain't going to beat you down. He said, I need everybody to sit down because I need them to know that when they come out, I'm the only one to bring them out. I said, well, why do you want them to know that, that, that there's only one way out? He said, because I need them to know that there's only one person that deserves the praise out of all I'm getting ready to do. And somebody here, you've been giving praises to the wrong person. He says, I'm examining you so I can show you who it is that's bringing you out. Is there anybody here that can just lift your hands right where you at and say, I'm having a nobody but Jesus flashback? Now, people may not understand it, but if they keep living, they'll understand after a while. You ought to say it to yourself with some faith, with some fervency and some feelings and look back over your life and say, I'm having a nobody but Jesus flashback. I know that's right. Y'all, this is my last few weeks on the truck. This is my last few weeks on the truck. I went in, um, I went in and, um, 
and 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 interviewed for a, a, a better driver position, and they didn't give me the driver position. They gave me a manager's position. They said you were too qualified to to, to be a to to still be a driver. We're going to make you a manager. Y'all, that was nobody but God because I surrendered. And then y'all know I'm a hospice chaplain, and 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 I I interviewed for Kaiser uh, as a as a as a hospice chaplain. And I had a pastor friend call me, and he called me, and I started joking with him. I said, yeah, I know the funeral was this past Tuesday, and this and that, and you didn't call me and tell me nothing, and this and that. He said, Jones, you really don't know why I called, huh? I said, no, why did you call? He said, because I'm your final interview in the chaplaincy position for Kaiser, and I'll call to tell you that even though I'm interviewing you, you already got the job. Let me tell you all something. We flunked the behavior test. See? We got to understand that we've got to surrender to God under all circumstances. Y'all, I, I, I can go on and on because I'm so excited about what God is doing in my life because I've learned how to surrender and I've learned how to adjust my attitude. Not only do I have a manager's position, two churches, uh, my chaplaincy and stuff, God, and, and then when they asked me what my salary requirements would be, I told them I'm not going to take less than 80000 and And the manager, the, uh, the, the, the superintendent looked at me and said, Lavelle, we don't start no less than $110,000 a year. So that's the least you're going to come in at. But you got to surrender. And you got to surrender to his will. May God bless you. May God keep you is my prayer. Um, anybody want to say good morning? Now's your time. Good morning. Did y'all hang up? Lavelle, did you hear me? Uh-uh. Lavelle, oh, this is Ruth. Good morning. I want to say congratulations. Well deserved. Thank you, Ruthie. Good morning, Pastor Lavelle. This is Miss B. Congratulations. Thank you. Blessing. Anyone else? Good morning. Good yeah. morning, Pastor. Good morning. Congratulations. Good morning. Pastor Lavelle, this is Chad. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Anyone else? Good morning. Yo, yo. You know, I was putting lotion on my legs this morning after I got out the shower and talking. Hey, about hey, hey, hey. First, first, first of all, you're supposed to open it up to the men's first. I know you've been here for a while. Second of all, eat a sandwich so you can gain some weight. How about that? <laughs> I weigh 185 pounds, man. I'm doing good. All right. Anyone else? It's brothers. Brothers, y'all, good morning. Brothers, I'm sorry. Good morning, Pastor Lavelle. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Lavelle. I like that quick surrender. That was good. Thank you for the declaration <laughs> and congratulations. This is persistent. Good morning, this is Mary. Thank you so much for that powerful declaration and congratulations. Bless you, bless you, bless you. 
Good morning. This is Leonia. Great decoration. Thank you, and congratulations to you. Bless you, bless you, bless you. All right. Anyone else? Anyone else? Good morning. If not, let's talk about the declaration. Any questions, any comments on the declaration? Come on, BD. I know you're on the line. This is Sylvia. Can you hear me? I can. Go ahead. Hi, um, can you, I just wanted to know if you can uh, say, uh, repeat some of what you said about the the devils or the, uh, you know, like the devils in your life or, you know, people that are against you, some, something you said, I'm sorry, I can't quite remember every word. Yeah, I said devils, you don't need to, you don't need to get rid of every devil in your life. Some devil, some devils are there to help you get to the next level, but you just got to realize Okay, thank you. That I really appreciate that because um, that's exactly what I'm dealing with. And but I'm also glad that I'm do, I'm dealing with it in the way that you um, recommend it in just giving it to God and not you know on social media and not you know just spreading it and asking other people to help me deal with that. So I appreciate that because that is very heavily impacting right now. But I'm just letting God uh, fight that battle, and I'm All seeing right. what's what's going to come out of that. So that's why I wanted to hear what you said. It, it, it it's uh, it's a necessary. Uh, All right. Uh, thank you. All right. Anyone else? Anyone else? Now is your time. Any questions? Any comments you might have? Good morning. Good morning. This is Joyful. Um, thank you for the declaration. I want to thank you for it. And I was thinking about the little boy and his lunch last week. And so you talked about, you know, it's our behavior. And when we think about it, he literally did exactly what we are, which one of the things you talked about is being willing to give it all. Um, and so the question is, would we be willing to do that? So thank you. Um, and, and tagging in or adding that his mother baked it, he brought it and Jesus blessed it that which we have, if we're willing to surrender it to him, he can make much out of little for much, little as much in the master's hand. So thank you for your declaration. God bless you and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I just got a text and somebody asked me, why am I, uh, uh, why am I still working in pastoring? Let me tell you something. Just so y'all know, and this is my business, but I'm going to tell you anyway, I don't depend on no church to take care of me. I don't depend on people to take care of me. I take care of myself. And and whatever the church gives me, both my churches give me, and the love offering, that's fine. But I tell you what, I, I got a retirement, and I want to retire one day. And so so I don't ever want nobody to say what they did for me or what they're doing for me or whatnot. I do it for myself. I'm a grown man. Bless it. All right? All right. Anyone else? I hope I didn't scare y'all off. No, Anyone Pastor Lavelle. Hey, Pastor Lavelle, this is persistent. I just want to say great declaration. Um, it really spoke to me this morning. It was just what I needed to hear um, for many, many, many reasons, but it had my name all over it. So I just want to say it kind of took me by surprise because when you think of surrender, you came um, you came at it in different ways. 
And um, I needed to hear that because my it was affecting my attitude, what's going on right now with the people around me and the situations um, and what I'm going through. It It was affecting my attitude. So surrendering it all and trusting in what Lord is doing is is definitely where I needed to keep my focus. So I just appreciate it. And thank you again. Amen. Praise God. And and that's where we fail, y'all. We fail the behavior test because we really don't want to surrender. We talk about surrendering and, and we make it sound good and we want everybody to think that we've surrendered to the Lord. And the truth of the matter, we haven't because our behavior is bad. Our behavior is bad. But when you give it over to the Lord and you really surrender and really when you really sing, I surrender all, and, and, and most people talk about the Lord knows my heart. Let me tell you something. He knows it better than you think he does. Some, some of us have stopped going to church and we won't go to church and stuff and we want God to bless us and stuff. Well, you've given up on God because of what you've gone through. Going through. Learn how to surrender and stay with the Lord. Anyone else? Good morning, Pastor Lavelle. This is Tenacious P. Congratulations on your upgrade in the name of Jesus. I was listening, and I'm at work, and I was just shouting because you had said something when you were describing that we don't want to get rid of all devils. You said it so eloquently because that's what I had started to learn in my journey out of retirement and back to work, that all this has been working for my good. And when the enemy may come in the camp like he does, he sends them in the church house. To, of course, that's where our battlefield is. It's actually been to my benefit. And when you said it the way you said it so well, I said, yes, yes, that's it. Because I even recently, when I was talking to people and they don't know the Lord, and I'm hoping through my presence they will eventually want to serve the Lord, I just said, you know what, I'm just going to start thanking people for the trials that they put me through. It's like now I'm seeing in hindsight how it grew me and how it made me draw closer to the Lord and everything. And they don't know whether to laugh or smile. They have this look on their face like, I can't wait to see them and thank them and stuff. And that's the perspective that I believe God wants us to have when we go through a storm. So I'm just thanking God for he teaching me how to surrender. Like I'm I'm thinking like when we as Christians say, let go and let God, we need to explain a little better to people what it really means how to let go. And I I learned it to be like almost like live as if it didn't happen. Like when there was a season I didn't have my kids in my life. It took three years for me to finally say, okay, I'm going to live as a single mom and keep worshiping the Lord and pour myself into other people and other kids. And, and then it wasn't even but a month, one of them started calling me out of the blue. And I said, ooh, they had this long, let go, let God means really letting go as if it never existed. So I just thank the Lord for my journey and my trials that I'm going through because I want to make it in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you for all you said. Amen. Amen. I appreciate when folks don't like me and they talk about me. That's between you and your God. That's between you and God. I promise you. Because because 
I'm, I'm still going to keep the right behavior, and I'm going to still pray for you, even though you have something against me. That's between you and God. So we would do good to make sure that we keep that attitude and make sure that we continue to surrender to him. Amen. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? That's good what you just said, uh, again, because I have literally I do pray for for my enemies. I pray for those who um seek to hurt me. Um every day I pray for them. Every day. Amen. 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 All right. Anyone else before we close out? I ask that y'all pray for me in my journey, amen, uh, and climb, climbing up the corporate ladder and, and in my chaplaincy, my churches. If you're ever in the Sacramento, the Stockton area, y'all are more than welcome to come by the Greater Harvest of the Mount Zion churches, amen. They got a pretty good little preacher there. Um, uh, they preach pretty good, so y'all can come by and hear good words. Uh, we start at 8 o'clock in Sacramento and 11 o'clock in Stockton. Um, so, um, I praise God for y'all, for everyone. Thank y'all for letting me declare this morning and, uh, uh, continue to pray for the Victory family. And I love everyone and y'all have a good day. Thank you. God bless you. Congratulations. Blessings. Bye-bye. God bless everyone. Have a good day. God bless everyone. Be a blessing. God bless you all. Have a great day.